So here's a question for you. Would you benefit from ongoing support to improve your bottom line and ultimately help you master the business of practice ownership? Tracy Trepesky International offers you a proven, impeccably designed method to scale your practice while preserving your most precious assets, your time and energy. We blend business consulting with executive leadership to bring you what you need most to help you become an agile, entrepreneurial CEO while serving your patients with the utmost attention to their care. You receive individualized coaching and support from me and our professional team, providing the best of business consulting and executive leadership coaching to grow your practice without working more. Schedule your complimentary 45-minute strategy call at tracytrapesky.com. Welcome to Thriving Practice. I'm your host, Tracy Trapesky, and I can't wait to introduce you to our incredible guests and to share business tips and strategies that will help make your life easier and support you in becoming the exquisitely fulfilled CEO you're meant to be. I am on a mission to help practice owners take back one day per week for the rest of their careers so they can focus on healing their patients and maximizing their profits. No more sacrificing your personal life or feeling burnt out. It's time to take back control and create the practice of your dreams. Whether you're a seasoned provider or just starting out, this podcast is your go-to resource for actionable advice and inspiration. Together, we'll uncover the hidden potentials within your practice and propel you towards the success and freedom you crave. So if you're ready to transform your practice, make a lasting impact and reclaim that one day per week for yourself, then you're in the right place. Let's embark on this journey together. Welcome to episode 108 of Thriving Practice, where we break down the complexities of owning a healthcare practice into simple, relatable discussions. Today, we're diving into the world of solo healthcare practice ownership a journey filled with both rewards and challenges. Now, being the solo owner of a healthcare practice is a dream for many, but it's not without its downsides. Today, we're going to explore those challenges and I'll offer practical solutions to help you thrive in solo practice. Whether you're a seasoned practitioner or consider striking out on your own or simply just curious about the intricacies of healthcare entrepreneurship, this episode is for you. Today, Join us as we uncover the hurdles of solo practice ownership and share straightforward strategies to overcome them, all while keeping the focus on what matters the most, providing exceptional care to your patients. So let's go. First, let's talk about some of the benefits of practice ownership. I'll share them in list form, and then I'll discuss the double-edged sword of flying solo. Okay, so here we go. The first benefit, and by the way, this is not a comprehensive list, but the first benefit I'm going to talk about is flexibility in your schedule, which in theory lends itself to a better work-life balance or what we call work-life harmony with our clients. You can build relationships with your patients. You get to decide on how patient-focused your practice will be, including spending more individualized time with your patients. Another benefit your practice is a financial asset, which means you can build financial benefits for yourself all the way into the future. There's more decision making. So if you're prone <laughs> if you're prone to overthinking, this might not sound like a benefit to you, but the autonomy granted as a private provider is appealing to many simply because you're not likely to get caught up in a bureaucratic web when you're ready to make a decision or to implement changes. Another benefit 
you get to choose who you work with. I can already see how this is maybe considered double-edged as well, though the real benefit here is you get to set the tone for the environment you want to create in your practice and job security. Now, unless something drastic happens, you will not be invited to leave your own practice, which is both a large responsibility and it's also quite freeing. I could go on, but I think this is a pretty good list to start with. Lots of benefits. However, not everything is sunshine and lollipops in the world of practice ownership, as I'm sure you've experienced. In my experience of working with provider owners of of practices of varying sizes, the love of what they do and the drive for the success they crave can become a slippery slope, particularly if one is not incredibly intentional in their approach. Now, over the years, I've supported a few clients as deep as stages four and five of the 12 stages of burnout. Stage four is a displacing of problems where everything feels overwhelming. So instead of tackling problems head on, they're starting to avoid thinking about problems and they just shift their focus right back to work and other professional obligations. Stage five is a revision of values, which is when they start to realize they've strayed from what's most important to them. And they do this because they're so overwhelmed with work obligations and worries. It feels like facing reality head-on is just too much, so they refocus their energy and or their self-worth into their productivity and professional accomplishments. I'm sure you can imagine that this is not healthy for the provider or for their patients. Now, while my focus in this episode is not burnout, if this is sounding familiar or resonating with you, do check out episode 94, The Silent Epidemic, and episode 101, Conquering Burnout, which that last one, 101, was the roundtable discussion we had with Justin Maxwell and Dr. Yishai Barkadari. There are a lot of great tips and resources for burnout in both of those episodes. Let's get to the double-edged sword and the challenges of owning a practice and some simple, but perhaps not easy solutions. Now, when I say simple, sometimes I think that sounds like, um, oh yeah, it's easy. You can kind of wave it off. It's no big deal. That is not at all what I mean. Sometimes the simplest things can be super challenging. What I mean by simple solutions and maybe practical solutions is that they're not going to be overly complex. And there are things that don't require us to do a ton of mental gymnastics to figure out how to do it. And a quick side note, all of the resources that I'm sharing in this episode are linked in the show notes. So be sure to check there for the complete list. So let's move in to some of the many challenges of being a small business owner while also being a healthcare provider. The first one, and these are not in any particular order, by the way, it's just kind of randomized here. Workload overload, also called working too much. As the sole provider and the sole owner, you may face a heavy workload with administrative tasks and patient care. So a solution could be considering hiring support staff or outsourcing tasks like billing and scheduling if you've not done that already. If you have already done that and you have support staff and you still find yourself overworking, I invite you to explore whether your patient load is too high for you or if you're overcommitted in other ways. It might possibly be time to bring another provider into your practice, or it might be time to kind of reassess where your priorities are and where you're delegating your time and your energy resources. Another challenge is financial risk. Now, I talked about how, you know, one of the benefits is that you get to earn maybe not all the money that you want, but certainly a fair amount. And you also have potentially unlimited 
revenue sources, right? Different, different streams of revenue. But as the sole owner, you bear all the financial responsibilities, including overhead costs and potential revenue fluctuations. So a, a solution is to create a budget, a multiple solutions here, create a budget, set aside emergency funds and explore partnerships or affiliations to share costs. Now, this is where you can also lean heavily on your trusted accountant or other financial professional to support you in deciding what's appropriate for you and for your practice's financial needs. Another challenge is limited expertise for you. You may lack expertise in certain areas of business like marketing, finance, or technology management. So solutions, seek advice or training in these areas or collaborate with professionals who can assist you. Now, I do mention training, not because as a very, very intelligent and highly trained person, I believe you should or ought to take on all these tasks. I I don't. (laughs) And I rarely should on people to be clear. But I think it's helpful to understand what your needs are and acquire at least enough knowledge about these things to make you dangerous, or or maybe better put, to bring in the right people, to hire the right people or work with the right um, contractors or, or you know whatever agencies, wherever your needs are, to bring the right people in based on your knowledge of the basics and what your needs are. Another challenge, which is interesting, this really enters that definitely the double-edged sword category, which is life work-life balance. Now, I just said earlier that you can create that, but it's also very challenging to, to really maintain the balance that one wants while running their own business, especially as a solo owner. So running a solo practice could potentially lead to burnout and limited personal time if you're not incredibly intentional and boundaried about your time and energy. So what are the solutions? You set boundaries, you delegate tasks, and you schedule regular breaks for self-care. Another episode you can listen to is episode 98 on the myth of work-life balance. And you can learn about striking that balance or again, what we call work-life harmony with our clients. Now, I want to say it, I think it sounds a bit trite to simply just tell you set boundaries. So I'm going to share a pro tip with you about what setting boundaries really means, what it looks like, and how we help our clients do this effectively. So we employ the slow down to speed up or slow down to scale up method, which really allows our clients to get extremely clear about what's most important to them what they need to do to achieve their ultimate vision of success and to become a master delegator. Once they've established clarity, this is part of the slowdown, which sometimes I'll, I'll tell you, sometimes they kick and scream a little bit. Like, you know, we're, we're all wired up to hustle and go all out, especially those of us who have an entrepreneurial spirit. We just want everything done yesterday and we want to charge out of the gate, but not taking this step, not slowing down and getting really clear and deciding what's most important and what belongs on your plate you'll be sorry if you skip this step. So once our clients have established clarity, we work on their time leadership quadrant. Now, if this concept, the time leadership quadrant is new to you, the time leadership quadrant is a simple yet extremely effective way to prioritize and delegate to support striking your work-life balance, or like we say, that work-life harmony. So real quickly, if you're able to write if it's safe for you, if you're not driving a car or walking or something, draw a rectangle and put a cross through it so you have four quadrants. If you're not able to draw right now, picture this in your mind's eye and then come back to draw it. It's a complete game changer. 
So inside of that rectangle with the cross in it, you have now four quadrants. The top left quadrant is A. This is where you put the things that you will finish today on top of your regular duties. So this list will be no longer than four to five items. And if you're my client, two of them must be reserved for personal care. That means exercise, meditation, journaling, reading for pleasure, something like that, a hobby, something that really brings you a sense of peace or restoration or joy, something just for you. So two things that must be personal care. And then the other two to three are outside of your regular duties and must be completed today. It might be part of a project, for example. So that's quadrant A. On the top right, quadrant B, this is things to finish this week. When you're ready to complete part of it or a whole item from that list, you move it into quadrant A and complete it that day. Now, you might not be doing this. You might not actually be moving it and writing it, but in your mind's eye, you're saying, okay, I have a bunch of things in quadrant B that I've written down so we can keep track of them. Today, I'm moving this piece into A, and then you can cross it off the list, right? And once it's in A, you complete it that day. So it's not an entire project. It's a piece of a project or one item. Take off your list. Now, I recommend that you review this at the beginning or end of each week or whenever you do your planning for the week ahead. It might be helpful to look at the end of the week and celebrate the heck out of everything that you've accomplished and then do your planning for the, for the coming week. So moving on to quadrant C, which is the lower left, this is for longer term, which I generally recommend in the three to six month range. Unless you're working on something much bigger, like a like a build out for a new facility or something that takes a much longer period of time. So as you're ready to start working on the items in list in quadrant C on that list, you move them up to quadrant B for the week. And then when you're ready to move, work on a particular item or, or portion of B, you move that over to A and then you're done for that day. And you continue to do that until you've completed everything in B. Now, what we're doing is we're breaking it down into what I call bite-sized chunks. We're just chunking it down and working from end product, like from the end back to the beginning. So this next quadrant on the lower right might be my favorite. Um, it's quadrant D and it's really three Ds. It's do it now, delegate it or delete it. If it's the holidays, I like to remind my clients they can ditch it and have a party, right? So if you do it now, you're moving it to quadrant A and it's one of your two to three items for quadrant A for that day and you'll be completing it. And now you've become a master of delegation because even if you move it to A and you do it yourself or if you delete it, you're still delegating. So now you've got a master's in delegation. You're welcome. Another challenge to owning a practice is patient dependence. And, and what I mean by that is like relying solely on your patient base can feel tricky, tri risky and can become a little bit tricky if your patient numbers decline. So what is the solution? Diversify your patient sources, network with other healthcare providers, explore telemedicine options. Um, this is also a good time to consult with a marketing professional who can help you create new sources of client of patient acquisition. Um, we have a client whose therapy practice is 100% telehealth, and he's a, he's a therapist, and he currently is licensed in 34 states and counting. He specializes in working with highly driven professionals, so he's able to market widely in his niche without overwhelm. 
and without regional restrictions. So I invite you to consider, is telehealth an option to add to your practice? If so, it may be worth the investment and learning curve and may open doors for new patients who might not otherwise be able to come and see you in person. Obviously, that's going to vary according to regulation and whatnot, but maybe it's a, maybe it's a potential option to open more opportunities for a wider patient base. Another uh, challenge to being a sole owner of your practice is that you might feel isolated, right? You might feel isolated without colleagues to discuss cases or share ideas with. So a solution is you can attend professional conferences, join local medical associations, or participate in online forums to connect with other peers. Um, Go back and listen to episode 106 just from a couple weeks ago on overcoming professional isolation for a deeper dive. Another challenge, financial insecurity. So in times of illness or vacation, your income may be affected. What's the solution? You plan for it, right? You plan for it by having backup coverage or a contingency plan. Again, this is a great reason to work with a trusted business accountant or financial advisor who can help you plan for necessary and unplanned time off or other contingencies. And a final challenge, certainly not the end of all challenges, but the main ones I would I have seen in my practice and working with, with um, provider owners is competition. So solo practices may struggle to compete with larger healthcare organizations. Solution, if you don't want to become a large hospital center or compete with an extension of a large hospital center, obviously, you want to start focusing on providing personalized care, building strong patient relationships, and highlighting your unique strengths. If you're not yet thinking like an entrepreneur and working on ways to differentiate yourself in a competitive market, you will definitely want to start thinking this way. I also highly recommend that you work with a trusted marketing advisor or agency to help get the good word out to build your returning and referring patient base. If you want to learn more about the importance of embracing an entrepreneurial mindset, listen to episode 104 on the power of entrepreneurship for practice owners, where I teach you about the gardener's approach to nurturing ideas and opportunities and developing the entrepreneurial mindset. Now, I threw a lot at you in a short period of time. I really wanted to to go high level on this and give you some food for thought and also remind you that if you're feeling very challenged right now, you're not alone. (laughs) Uh, We certainly have encountered many, many challenges with our clients. And I hear it a lot, um, just all the different things that can come up in different ways that being a a solo provider, sometimes a solo provider, but certainly the owner of a sole practice um, can be really challenging. So you're not alone. You're in really good company. And even if it feels isolating, there's a lot of support out there. So we've got tons of resources just listed in this episode that are free that you can listen to and explore on your own time. Um, Just remember you're not alone. Keep in mind that while solo healthcare practice ownership certainly has its challenges, it can also offer the autonomy and the ability to build strong patient relationships that many of you crave. And perhaps it's the reason that you started your practice or that you decided to go into a private practice in the first place. Now, balancing these downsides with practical solutions can help you navigate the challenges in an effective and hopefully freeing way. Now, as a reminder, all the episodes I've referenced here and the other resources that I've referenced here are linked in the show notes to make it really easy for you to go and listen. 
I would love to support you in growing your practice without sacrificing your well-being. If you would like to have a little time with me, I give you 45 minutes, you can schedule a complimentary strategy call with me by going to our website, tracycherpesky.com and click on the book a strategy call button to schedule a deep dive with me where we will assess where you're at and explore ways to support your journey of slowing down to scale up and grow your practice. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Thriving Practice. I appreciate you. And I have an ask. If you got value from this show, make sure to share it. You can give a shout out on social media or tell your friends and colleagues about it. You can also subscribe so you never miss a show. To learn more about how we work with practice owners to help them take back their time, head over to tracytrupesky.com. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter, which has tips and tools for your practice success. A special thanks to our incredible team and thanks to you, our dear listener, for sharing the gift of your time and attention. I wish you so much success as you continue to move forward in your day. If I can be a resource to you, let's schedule a time to talk. You can find the scheduling link on our website.